Scott Bauer joins us, the CEO of Prosper Trading Academy, is with us to take a look at currencies, financial markets in general. Scott, welcome. Happy Tuesday. I Thank you, to, Ben. You too. Thanks to you. I wanted to begin with the yen. It had started to uh, get a, catch a bit of a bid uh, since the beginning of January as the indices have sold off some, oftentimes that safe haven type uh, product. We saw those tendencies play out here, but it looks like comments in the BOJ are weighing on a little bit this morning. Absolutely. I was going to say not anymore. And, you know, they came out and they were pretty emphatic about not raising rates yeah. whatsoever. And, you know, overall, the, the macro situation there is much different than it is here. They see their inflation projected to stay at 2% or below for years. Mm. So it's a quite different situation than what we're seeing here. And, you know, many analysts, you know, things that I've been reading think that, that the Bank of Japan may be one of the last mm. major central banks in the world to actually raise rates if and when that happens. Well, let's talk a little bit about that in terms of the global and more specifically the U.S. We're in a bit of a, a blackout quiet phase where uh, we won't hear anything from the Fed speakers into the next FOMC meeting. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm starting to hear a whisper of potentially a half a point a rate hike come March. I mean, uh, we heard Waller, we heard some other big names recently kind of uh, talking up the potential for ultimately. I mean, I think that's still a little bit of an outlier, but certainly a consideration. It is a consideration, and I think that would be viewed as more like, you know, ripping the Band-Aid off okay. if if they did raise a half. I just don't see that happening. Um, you know, just in the last week or so, we've seen the odds of a March hike go from about 60% up upwards of 90-plus percent of a quarter-point hike. And I think that's what's going to happen. I, I just I can't imagine the Fed just shocking the market that much with a 50 50 basis point hike. I mean, nothing's out of the question here, but you know the, that quarter point hike is all but a certainty at this point. Scott, talk to us about uh, the dollar and ultimately rates, because uh, still a little bit of a disconnect. We've seen the TNX working its way. We were talking about it a minute ago, up to 1.85. You've got the 30 year, which is still lagging a little bit relative to the shorter and especially the two, the five year. I mean, that's really accelerated over the last few weeks. But you've got the dollar, which is just holding right now. Uh, it seems to be doubting this move a little bit, much like gold. I've been saying a little bit more of a level headed approach to some of the speculation we've seen. It does seem to be doubting it a little bit. And now you're seeing, you know, the two-year, I think you just mentioned it, um, the two-year above 1% for the first time in, in a couple years here. But but the dollar, you would think, would be accelerating a lot quicker here. Now, there might be some short covering. If, if, if we start to, you know, just kind of grind a little bit higher here, you could start to see some short covering in the dollar up to maybe 96.20, Ben. But you're right. It, it, it's actually fascinating to me why it is just kind of very range bound with everything that's going on in the treasury markets. Yeah, I just want to pull up these treasuries here. Give me one second at the charts ready. And here we can see again, uh, I've got the, uh, in this instance here, I've got the, uh, hold on one sec. Let me pull this up here and just move this over so we can see. I've got the 50 day on the left. I've got the 10 year on the right. Uh, the bonds on the left, the tenure on the right, and this is the 50-day moving average, this purple line. You can see how the treasuries are below. Let's just quickly check in on what's been going on here because here you can see this really talk speaks to the accelerated aspect in terms of the two-year, the five-year on the bottom half of this chart taking out lows and, and just rocking a lower while. You've got the bonds here, the ZB still have yet to take out those March lows, and here you can see again as it works its way through the belly of and into the shorter end, how it comes off. Uh, again, a lot of economic data had our way 
this week, but not much in terms of impact on financial markets. I saw Treasuries uh, auction a 20-year. What are you going to be watching in terms of some of the catalysts here as the dust settles from this BOJ decision and as, uh, well, rates continue to raise eyebrows here? Yeah, I think the auctions that we're going to okay. see, I think there's a couple of days. It might be tomorrow and Thursday yeah. or Wednesday. Saw the 20 or tomorrow. And Thursday. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we're going to watch those and see what kind of you know bid to cover we see on those. What is the appetite out there? And, and that maybe has the potential to move these shorter rates, the two-year, even further above yeah. 1%. And if that happens, you know, the, the dollar is really correlated to those short-term rates. Um, you know, it's very the, – the, the move in the short-term rate should be very supportive for a move in the dollar higher. So I'm really, really keeping an eye on that. A quick look again here at that two-year. I just want to point out, look at this move. Again, the 60-minute time frame, just kind of zooming in on this, Scott. And uh, then I want to just zoom out here from the 60 and take a look at the daily time frame. This has us back to levels we haven't seen since February of 2020. So uh, something to keep an eye on there. Scott, the idea here being ultimately that, well, for investors in these auctions, if there's higher rates to come at a later time down the road, then there's not as much demand for them right now. And then also, again, uh, with the uh, expectations for the Fed that they're going to have to raise rates, weighing on treasuries, you've got energy prices on the rise as well. I mean, it seems to be a, a snowball effect that's starting to play out here. It's more like an avalanche, frankly. <laughs> okay. and, and, and I think the market is going to have to really dodge some bullets here. Uh, over the next couple of weeks, the next couple of months, especially going into that, you know, Fed decision in March, which at this point is only eight weeks away. Scott, talk to us about what you're seeing in terms of Bitcoin. It's been firming up a little bit. I thought uh, once we made our way through that 50,000 level 45, we could have easily accelerated down to 30,000, those lows that we had seen, some of those key support areas uh, that we saw last year, but it didn't really make it as low. It didn't, and, and it is kind of wondering to me, after we saw that flash down to the 38, 38 and a half level last week, that we haven't retested that. And if you look at Bitcoin, the way it's traded over the last few weeks here, the volatility or, you know, there's a Bitcoin volatility index, actually. It's the lowest it's been mm. in quite some time in, in, in basically since third or fourth quarter of 2020 here. That usually sets the stage for a massive move. When we see Bitcoin coiling in the past, consolidating low volatility. Again, that, that is usually the precursor for a big move here. What's that next move going to be? It sure seems to be holding in here, Ben, but I wouldn't count it out to try and test that 38,000 or 38.5 again that it touched during that flash just last week. Okay, gives us something to watch here and ultimately tied to the risk on, risk off appetite that investors express. And if the indices continue to come off, well, we'll continue to watch uh, Bitcoin to be a reflection of that. But yeah, I think the focus is going to be on rates, some of these energy prices, and we'll watch the Treasury's uh, reflection of everything. You've spoken to Scott. Appreciate you joining us and giving us part of your Tuesday morning is always a good breakdown in terms of what's going on with financial markets. And, you know, the indices coming off here, the major focal point here today, the ES down around 1%. Scott, thanks again. I just want to